0: Hey everybody, Steve from The Others Podcast here, hoping you all had a great holiday period. Uh, As a small bonus, I thought I'd put out uh, an interview I did with Brent Paschke a couple of years ago. Brent is Pharrell's go-to guitarist uh, and we talk all things NERD, the Neptunes and Pharrell during uh, this brief interview. There's also a video version of this interview over on my site superhelsinki.com so feel free to check that out too. That post has also got some notes and links where you can find and follow Brent online. Hopefully you enjoy this chat that I had with Brent. Make sure you go follow at Others Podcast, others with a Z at Brent Paschke, at Steve R. Penny, and at King of Creams, with a Z as always, and we'll have some great stuff for you in the new year. everyone this is uh stephen penny from superhelsinki.com uh you are seeing my face or hearing my voice because i am here with a well i'd say very special guest very special to myself at least um i've kind of been following this guy i looked this up earlier and was kind of checking the dates and stuff for about 15 years or something now so i'm kind of starting to feel quite old um, you are <laughs> but that, we'll get into it. That is the voice of Brent Paschke. Uh, how are you, Brent? you're right. I'm good, man. Thanks for calling in Stephen. appreciate it. yeah, you, yeah th- thanks for joining us mate. I you know, really really appreciate it. Like I say um, been a fan and a follower for for many a year now. Um, I actually kind of thought of doing this back in the summer and mm-hmm. it's kind of quite weird. I, was, I went back to the UK for a holiday in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I was up in my mum's, in her loft, in her attic. There's boxes of photos and crap like that. And I was going through these photos of all these gigs up I've been to. And there was all the NERD stuff there. Dang.
1: And there was the yep. stuff from
0: like 13, 14 years ago. I pulled it out. Yep. And there was one gig where I was stood like <laughs> probably five feet away from you, right at the front. Oh, all, these, damn. all these random pictures of you basically wow and i was like oh yeah man i should like try and get in touch with
1: him if there, if there's any good ones send them to me then i can see what i look like was hair you know back <laughs> in the day
0: <laughs> i'm the same as well you know it's <laughs> getting that way but yeah i'll have to try and dig those out at some point oh uh, so thanks steven yeah man but um but yeah you know um i don't know if everyone will kind of recognize your name I think over the last few years, there's probably a fair few people that will recognize your face at least from, uh, yeah. from TV, yeah. but where, um, but I reckon pretty much everyone out there probably will recognize, um, a lot of the work you've been involved in a lot of the, the music being involved in. So can you give me like a a little highlights package of some of the stuff that people might know you from?
1: Yeah, I guess, um, well, Stephen, most people like, you know, I, you know, like you were saying, you so back in those gigs that's kind of where it all started back in the NERD days for me uh we're kind of a little bit before that Pharrell like for we got acquainted with you know or started to know the Neptunes um early on oh this is interesting sorry my um my uh computer then starts playing this Google Hangout over here um so Modern technology uh, like we said yeah so um uh yeah Got, got, uh, we, the Neptunes and my band Spy Mob shared the same lawyer and that's kind of where everything started. We had a record deal with Epic Records and, and Pharrell and Chad were both really big fans, which we didn't know of, um, the group I had called Spy Mob and, um, it all, that's where it all started. So that's where most people know me from is this affiliation I have with the Neptunes and especially with Pharrell. Um, it all started back in N.E.R.D. days when we very, when the very first time we met Chad and Pharrell and they said, Hey, we're um, we got this album we're putting together, you know, of our own stuff and we're calling it N.E.R.D. and, you know, we would love your band to play all the instruments on it. And that kind of just set the whole tone for the last 15 years, really, you know, it was kind of from in search of kind of changed everything for me. Um. So that's mostly what I do. I mostly do a lot, a lot of work with Pharrell as a guitar player. And, you know, I do other sessions around with, with other producers and things like that, done some production work and some writing work, but majority of my stuff I do really is, is really in sync with Pharrell and what he's doing in the studio. So,
0: so over the last couple of years, you know, people have seen Pharrell on TV as they probably have, you know, seen him doing Happy and Freedom and, all those kinds of things. You, you're that guy that they probably they probably spot on the side. But don't kind of mm-hmm. quite know who he is, but you're the one that's kind of always there as well. Yeah, yeah. So I've, it's it's great because I've I spend
1: a lot of time in the studio with Pharrell, in, it, and then I spend you know all the road time with Pharrell also. So yeah, it's it's great. I'm I'm there. You know, most of the times in these last couple of years where you see all these shows going, I'm always on stage with him if he has the band.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's, um, let's go kind of go back to right back to the beginning then. And, and how did you, how and why did you kind of like first get into, into music and the, you know, playing the guitar specifically as well? What kind of drew you to that?
1: Well, you know, it, for me, you know, it's like, it probably like a lot of people where they just, do you find something early on in life that you love? And, and guitar was that, that thing, you know, it was kind of like the first day I saw, you know, I can remember the first time my brother's friend came over with a guitar and and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's the coolest thing in the world. And it just kind of, from there, it just, everything was guitar. You know, I don't really, I quit sports. It just, nothing else really was, you know, as important as that at that point. So that was early on, like 13, 14 years old. And I just, I had good, really supportive parents and bought me a guitar and put me in guitar lessons. And, you know, that was it. So, you know, it's rock and roll in the early days. So, you know, I wanted to play Ozzy Osbourne songs and. Hair metal bands at first, you know, and that eventually switched to somebody giving me a Steely Dan album in high school, and and then I'm like, oh, kind of, kind of switched over from there to like, you know, some of the more seventies pop influenced stuff.
0: Okay. So, and ha- and how did kind of Spy Mob come about when you uh, when you eventually set that up? So, so Spy Mob was was
1: these these two guys that were in college together. In Minnesota, I had moved to Minnesota after after high school to go to school, and these two guys um, were, you know, drummer is Eric and John were were you know looking around to put together a band, and and John was the main singer and keyboard and writer, um, and and he was more on like the Steely Dan esque kind of sound, and so the minute I heard that, I was like, oh dude, of course I need to like meet these guys, like this would be great that's where spy mob happened and then spy mob was a band we we um geez we started in about 93 i think got a first record deal in 1999 met pharrell and chad about 2000 or 2001 was when we did the recording of in search of and from there on out you know history with with pharrell
0: yeah definitely and kind of during that in that initial kind of in search of period um yeah, there's a couple of different versions of the album out there. There's the one that they did kind of originally. Um it was, most of it was kind of programmed, and then mm-hmm. they did the release of kind of more of a live version with live instruments. Were you involved yeah. in both of those versions? No, just just the live instruments version. So that um
1: I don't know exactly, I believe how that worked is that 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 version that was just programmed version actually came out overseas first so there's Mm -hmm. those that are floating around um and then you know then they were like oh well we want to put instruments on it that's when Spymob came in and put the instruments on i think that's the only version that got released in the united states was the instrument version
0: yeah i've definitely got, got both versions in my mom's loft somewhere i think still
1: yeah yeah Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's all that happened. They just said, you know, we'd love to do live instruments on there. I, for me, it was a dream. It was just like, you know, that's kind of early on into the days of blending those two kind of styles or rock style with, you know, with some, with those beats and things like that, you know? So it's really fun, man. Oh, I remember hearing the album the first time that, you know, that first version of it and thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like the most ridiculously cool stuff I've ever heard, you know?
0: So when you first kind of heard that that, that N.E.R.D album and stuff, and when um, Pharrell and those guys kind of first got in touch and wanted to kind of start working with you, were you aware of kind of some of the, you know, the Neptunes hadn't been around that much longer before that, but were you aware of kind of them and their involvement in sort of the hip-hop scene at the time?
1: Yeah, yeah, just just a little bit. Actually, our first introduction to them was from our lawyer who, who said, um, called us and said uh listen it it was it's kind of a fun interesting you know industry story the middle finger to the record label story you know because what happened was is is we were signed to epic records and we got dropped from epic records so it was you know you're young and your first you know your dream of getting a record deal and you're like damn i made it you know the whole i made it i got a record deal and then you know you know fairly shortly after that you you get dropped and you're like oh gosh, am I going to go back to, what am I going to go back to now? You know what I mean? Um, uh, and then we got this call from our, our lawyer and our lawyer said, Hey, I was just in a meeting with, you know, Epic records who had dropped us and, and your name came up with this dude, Pharrell. (laughs) And, and he said, um, he said, Pharrell said in that meeting, he said, well, these, uh, spy mobs, my favorite band, you know, the record label had to say, well, we just dropped them for uh, responded with okay well that's cool i'll sign him so that's kind of that was kind of like thank god yeah. that worked out fairly well for <laughs> it everything. worked out fairly well so so tim calls us and he says do you know this production team the neptunes well we're you know more a little more of a rock band a little more of like a steely dan influenced band so it's like no i haven't heard of the neptunes he, he said a couple of the tunes you know um a couple of the songs were like oh yeah those are all over the radio super cool tunes you know um so that was kind of the introduction that's that's how it all happened so we met him yeah really fun introduction i think it's a
0: cool industry story definitely it's it's kind of when the stars align i guess and it's kind of all Mm -hmm. meant to work out almost yeah yeah very true yeah so um so when you guys uh when you're in a studio with with pharrell are there any kind of differences when you're working on say an NERD album and um when he wants you to uh participate in like a a neptune's track Mm -hmm. um you know when when he was working more with chad back in sort of the the earlier days Mm -hmm. or is it kind of the the same kind of process no matter what you're you're working on with them
1: yeah it's 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 really kind of the same process in all honesty um it it really is pharrell and chad both uh, but you know obviously i've been working a lot more with pharrell lately and the 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 genius of one of the i should say one of the mini geniuses of pharrell and his talent is that he is um he's never really lost track of the um i would say like the bliss and the and and the creativity that's in your head so he he's very like he's very in tune with that and what that does in the studio is it it it, it 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 sets him up with like the full song kind of in one one rip, you know, kind of like I don't know how to explain it. Like he kinda hears the whole song at once. Um so that process has always been the same where he comes in and he so much of the time will have the parts already ready. You know, he sees So many times, I can't tell you how many times he's come in and said, I got a new song. And the first time I heard that, I was like, well, great. I'm looking forward to him plugging his phone into the big speakers and playing this new song. And he says, no, I have to record it first, which means he comes in with a new song in his head so it's it it always messes with me because i'm like i can't believe he can do that he's got the song finished in his head so he just he already knows before he comes in the studio in fact i'll get calls from his people he'll know like they'll say yeah pharrell pharrell says come on in the studio tonight and bring an acoustic guitar because he's heard the song in his head already he's already got it done and that's kind of been the process he just has the song and he says brand i'm thinking this part and I'm, yeah go for it so it's kind of always that creative process with him it's really it's really fun to watch it's really fun to be a part of too
0: I can you imagine does he tend to kind of lay down the basics and then let you kind of fit in there or does he kind of give you uh, i guess kind of instructions of what, what's in his head and you kind of play and then it kind of comes together like that yeah. organically yeah.
1: Most, mostly he gives me instructions. So he, he will start to lay down a process. And if he's in, if, well, he's in that process, he feels I'm get, I, I get that if he feels that he needs a guitar laid down quickly to maybe inspire that process along a little quicker or better for him, that will happen. But typically what will happen is, is he will have, you know, a, he will start laying down that foundation that he hears in his head. You can, you see him as he creates a track, he will, um, he'll be like humming it out he'll put the the tempo in he'll hum out the track you can see him like kind of putting the parts together then he just goes and finds the sounds that are in his head once that's complete you know he'll come over and i'll say hey brent here's what i'm thinking on the guitar you know we should go bump 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 bump." and he'll hum it to me and he'll say clean sound semi-distorted or he'll say chuck berry or you know elvis or you know Uh, rock. You know what I mean? Like he, he'll have like little definitions that he gives me. So I just, he gives me those, those kind of guidelines and I just go through and and find it.
0: There's a good insight. I always kind of, I I like to rewatch those, there's those, um, the making of justified Mm -hmm. videos that kind of float around the internet that were meant to be a DVD, then weren't. And they're all, all kind of out there and you kind of see some of the, that process as you kind of explained it in those videos where he just sits there and just and hums it, and there's there's a couple with um Natasha Ramos, I think. You know, he's kind of sat in the studio just humming stuff and, and then mm-hmm. drops a word in. And you know, he, he has something looping, and you know, he'll drop a word in, then he'll get mm-hmm. a sentence out of it, and then he'll think of something else to add to it. And it kind of you yeah. just see it kind of build in front of you almost, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That, that's that's the same process, it's really it's it's. Absolutely. It's just such a fun process to watch, especially, especially you see these songs come about, you know, and then you hear them on the radio, then you're playing them on stage for me, you know what I mean? Or I'm playing against them. You know, it's really, it's really fun. And his, his flow of creativity is very, it's, it's a very beautiful process. It's very beautiful.
0: And is that process and and your involvement as well, changed or evolved over the last kind of 15 years or is it still very similar to how you started out
1: it's it's very similar and i think and and that's like that's again like i was saying that's like i think one of pharrell's geniuses is not losing that um gosh how do i find the words for this like not not losing that bliss that kind of that childhood bliss that you have as a kid like when you you know, any of us, and in any, everybody has an artist in them, right? You know, everybody has somewhat of an artist in them, and like that dreaming and that that um, that vision, you know, and following through with that vision is really important. You know, just following through with your own vision, it it, it reflects who you are, and it reflects true art, and that's that's something he hasn't lost, you know. And you see some artists lose that because you get caught up in business and you get caught up in trends or you get caught up in whatever. And Pharrell doesn't get caught up in that. Pharrell gets caught up in, in creating and making a creation that he hears in his head that he feels is, is the greatest it can be no matter what, you know, there's nothing that really influences that. So, except for, except for his heart, you know? So that's, that's part of the genius of it, you know?
0: And as part of that kind of, creative process um is it just what, what's in his head that's what goes or will he say yeah you know, will he give you an idea and are you in a position where you can kind of push back at times and say well I don't quite like the sound of that what if we try something else and do different things maybe
1: yeah i mean th- sometimes like it's it's funny because um i do I, I do at times I might I might try something different um, I might, you know He'll give me something And it's usually always the right thing for, One thing about the Pharrell tracks Is that we know with Neptune tracks Or Pharrell tracks They're very They're not really overly produced For lack of a better term I, Like a lot of popular music tracks You hear on the radio Are really stacked up They're very dense tracks And they got a lot going on They're very thick Um, Pharrell is, is on the opposite end of that where it's, 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 um, his tracks are more minimal. You know, some producers are like that. Some, you know, the Dr. Lukes are more stacked up, very, very thick, popular pop tracks, you know, Pharrell is, is much more on the other end of it. Both, both are, have geniuses in their ways. Right. But with Pharrell, when he gives me something, it's funny, like usually the part he gives me is, always so perfect perfect it's it's really hard to fit anything else inside of the track without detouring from what the song should say you know so there'll be things where i try you know a certain i'll try certain things or whatnot but usually my my first goal is to just get down exactly what he wants and then i might add a few things and say hey p do you like this or do you like this you know i I gotta say like most most of the time honestly it's hard it's hard to make anything else work it's usually some really simple part that's just the perfect part that adds to the song.
0: So. Okay. And over the course of the last kind of fifteen years, you've got, let's say, there's three different strands. So there's NERD stuff, there's Neptune stuff, and there's there's Pharrell stuff. And each of those kind of different strands has kind of evolved and gone in different directions and changed. And mm-hmm. Styles have changed and sounds have changed. Mm -hmm. how have you as a as a musician who's involved in all of those different strands um kind of adapted and evolved yourself with them is it easy to do when you know production styles change and sounds change
1: yeah um well with Pharrell so you know he kind of does his thing you know so I don't have to really change with Pharrell I don't have to change so much of how I've worked through the years, you know, the, the, the only thing I ever try to improve with P is just to really kind of make sure that I'm as much help to his creative process as I possibly can be, you know? Um, so I haven't had to like do a lot of technical changes uh, somewhat, you know, where I might maybe will add, add things that help me get to the end result faster and putting a guitar track down. Like I'll do things like that, but, otherwise no with with other producers as as music has changed and whatnot i i do like do do a lot of work in session with inside of the computer like other producers may you know if if there's producers out stack up tracks more you know like are really dense in their productions a lot of i'll work a lot inside the computer and i've worked to hone those skills out so i could i could you know, be a better session player for those type of sessions. But in the Pharrell stuff, no, it really doesn't hasn't really changed much for me, to be honest.
0: Okay. <clears throat> um, so I think most most people that know, or at least kind of follow Pharrell, will know it's been, let's say, a busy few years. It's probably an understatement um, mm-hmm. for him, for yourself, and you know the whole kind of team that's involved um during those kind of couple of years where you know we talked before we started recording about you know there, there was one day I saw you I think you were performing like in Australia somewhere and then like the next day you were on a tv show in the US and you're going from not just city to city but you know continent to continent day after day week after week and stuff how do you I guess there's a few things how do you stay kind of I guess, kind of healthy, mentally, physically, you know, and energized and kind of motivated. Cause as much as you, you know, I'm sure you love the music and being involved in all that, there must, I don't know if I did something, you know, 200 times over in the course of a year or something, there might be a day where I'm like, yeah, this is, this is slightly annoying, you know,
1: Yeah. you
0: know, I don't, I'm not really feeling it today. How do you kind of stay constantly up when you're yeah. you know, doing all of that work basically?
1: yeah um it it, in all honesty like it it, you kind of honestly like it's it's really fun to play the show like no matter what it's really fun and we we have such a great band and crew that it it's it's once you get on stage like it all kind of goes away then you always kind of know like it like it's hard right if we travel overseas and then immediately do a show like it might be like three in the morning for me and i've been up all night but i know in my head i just got to either make it through 90 minutes or whatever and if it takes a red bull or whatever i'll get through it but on top of that just getting on stage honestly with a band that is that great the you know all those people in the group are just unbelievable and the and the dancers are amazing and pharrell's amazing like I know and i I bet i can speak for everybody it just kind of like that stuff kind of goes out the window now yeah getting on planes for 17 hours and 24 hour period and stuff like that yeah it's rough you know but we i think everybody knows you got that 90 minutes of time that we got to step up our game and that's not a really big deal even if you haven't slept for 24 hours you can make it you know that's kind of how i put my head space is just yo brent you just got to make it through this one let's grab a red bull or a coffee and cool. You go to sleep afterwards, but let's give it our all. Just, just 90 minutes. That's it. You know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And what what you, you do in that kind of that time in between are you and these people that kind of can sit on a plane and, and work and do stuff, or do you just use that time to just think, yeah, I've been I, up, up for a day. I'm going to just, I'm going to sleep and relax. You know?
1: Yeah. I'm kind of a workaholic. So I'm always up working on something, you know, uh, it, or, you know, or the, or the plane is to try to get some rest or watch a movie, you know, but, I'm usually up working like we, yeah, we, we're not, we're not the most like go out crew, you know, party crew or anything like that. But a lot of people kind of stay in their hotel rooms and people grab their instruments and practice or make beats or, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. pe- people kind of stay working, you know,
0: is that kind of changed as you've got older as well? You know, like when you were yeah, yeah 15 years ago when you were, you know, with spy mob and you were, mm-hmm. you were touring with any and stuff. And yeah. You were going to like London and other places, was it a bit different then? Were you kind of en- yeah? Did you enjoy it a bit more then?
1: Yeah, well, a little bit. You know, you you, you get to follow follow in behind Pharrell and the club and get the, <laughs> the VIPS and the, the bottle service. And when you're in your twenties, you know what I mean, late twenties, or you know what I mean. That's 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 uh, that's a nice little perk around that time. Now you're kind of like ah, I'm 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 cool. Like <laughs> I'll go home and do some work instead. You know. So, yeah, yeah, definitely has changed just a little bit,
0: but,
1: you know. I can imagine. It
0: comes comes with age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all getting (laughs) older, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Um, So when you're – both when you're on tour, I guess, and and when you're in the studio, Mm -hmm. a couple of things. What's kind of your – what do you have to have with you? Do you have any, like, essential equipment or – I don't know, like a favor, uh, you know, a a drink you have to have, or, you know, your phone or is is this, are there things you always have to kind of have with you or you like to have with you when you're doing certain things?
1: Yeah. I mean, any, anytime I know I'm going to be around for like, even if I go to the studio for just a meeting for something else, I'll bring a guitar and, and if, if, if it's just a light thing and I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, if I'm not certain I'm going to do sessions, I'll bring a guitar and one of my amp modelers, like a Kemper. Um, it's a, it's a guitar amp modeler. So then I'm at least prepared. And sure enough, usually if I see Ferrari, I'll go, Oh yeah, good. <laughs> Come in the room. I need you to record on something quick, you know? So, so thank God I brought a guitar kind of thing. So that's, that's kind of what I do like around, um, All the touring stuff, I would always have a guitar with me, an extra guitar with me at all times and and the Kemper just for that call, you know, right after the studio, Pharrell says, no, we're going – or right after stage, we're going to the studio, which definitely happens, you know. No, you're no Brent. You're not flying overseas. You're flying to New York with me. We're working with Madonna. You know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can imagine
0: if Madonna gets mentioned. It's not really. Yeah, you're know, it's not too bad, I guess. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Luckily, it's mentioned before, and you're waking up at three thirty in the morning and taking a six-hour flight. You know what I mean? Like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. Like a a go-to guitar or anything for when you're touring or again in the studio or
1: yeah I mean I you know I kind of just I kind of stay with like if it's a kind of a do- all guitar it's always usually a Stratocaster my um my 57 telly I have this really beautiful vintage 1957 telly that that has showed up on a ton a ton of Pharrell songs but um for the road I bring a there's this like 76 Stratocaster that I bought and had modded up to my likings and stuff so that's that's kind of the usual it's just a fender Strat. Okay.
0: Um, so, kind of over the course of the year, the years you've, you know, you don't just play the guitar. You, know, you you've written, recorded, performed, produced, engineered, done done everything there is to do in a studio, pretty much, mm-hmm. as well as all the playing live, etc. Um, is there any part of that process that you enjoy the most or dislike the most? You know, are you?
1: Yeah, you know. Um... It's funny. I just I had just had this conversation with with P. and and I I had kind of told him like I was like you know I, I just really like this is honest like like I I like being in the studio like my my with with Pharrell like you know what I mean I really do I like being in the studio as just a guitar player too is really fun too because just taking the pressure off like I've done enough producing and engineering and everything like that you do to just you know. I, times there's slow seasons in guitar work and you're doing other stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, I really I do really enjoy the guitar work with producers like Pharrell or like Tricky Stewart or like people like Ryan Leslie or Rodney Jerkins. Like it's fun. It's just it's it's really fun in this stylistically what as a guitar player where I kind of fit in with a lot of these guys. I just get it, you know, and it's comfortable and I'm guitar is my strongest suit. So kind of tends to be my favorite thing in all honesty.
0: You prefer sort of going back to basics and doing kind of what you know and enjoy the best, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, I can, I can deliver so well on my guitar with, with producers like that. Like, and it's, it's very fulfilling, you know what I mean? And I know, I know what I can bring to a song helps, you know? So it's just like, you know, kinda of like I did something. You know, like that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So just playing my strongest suit, I guess.
0: Okay. Um away from when you're kind of doing all of this yourself and you're you're getting the odd kind of free day to, to relax or the odd free hour or minute.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Um it,
0: it, who in the music world are you kind of listening to at the moment or who are you kind of who do you see is kind of up and coming that you're looking forward to um listening to and yeah you know, even potentially working with I guess at some point
1: yeah um man honestly man um i listen to it's so crazy like the last like year and a half like i feel like i've just i've been on i and i always have been but i've been even more on my 70s kick you know like my steely dan and popular radio kick i kind of like stay there a lot um uh, I like, you know, some new guys that I've worked with that I can't wait to see come out. Like I did some stuff with this dude, Shy Carter, who's super amazing, and I don't know what's going on with his album or when it'll come out. Um, another guy that's that's up and coming right now, a guy named Trevor Wesley, I think, is the most genius musician out there. Um, he's got some stuff that's brewing up, and it looks like he'll be coming out with something. Those are a couple guys, but I haven't honestly like. You catch me when I when we say radio stuff. I guess like that Adele, the new Adele stuff. I was like sitting up listening to that for the first time the other day. Actually, it took me so long to check out the whole thing, and I was like, "This is absolutely ridiculous." You know, I guess you know, but my '70s kick still stays pretty strong right now. So <laughs> it's hard for me to comment on many new artists, honestly.
0: It, it's weird that you say that. I'm kind of talking to you because my kind of go-to stuff, if I, you know, I sit in the office all day and I've got earphones in, you know, typing away, writing, writing the stuff that I write. Um, In my kind of go-to album, if I'm like, I don't know what to listen to, is in search of, It's Mm. listening to you. and it's You know, and if I put, if I go to Apple Music and I put, you know, the 5,000 or 10,000 tracks, whatever, on random, I can guarantee every day I will hear at, something from In Search of one of the versions that are on here at least, you know, two, three times.
1: Oh, wow. And that's
0: kind of always the go-to thing. Yeah. So kind of talking hey, to sure. yourself, it's like, <laughs> you yeah, I was listening to your music earlier, not just because I was going to be talking to you, but just because it's it's that go-to thing that's always there next to me. And I'm like, okay, oh, I've, out of all this music, I don't know what the hell to listen to. You know, you put on, you know, we've got like Beach Radio now and
1: yeah,
0: trying to listen to, you know, the... Um, the other tone that you know pharrell's doing as well and but if there's any at times it's kind of overwhelming almost when there's so much music and i'm like i'll go to album in search of pretty much every time
1: yeah thanks man yeah in search of dude like in search of like i it's funny when i moved to los angeles uh i moved to los angeles after the whole nerd kind of thing slowed down so it was around 2006 and pharrell had kind of slowed down at that time remember like dance and stuff was really kind of getting in and that's not just not pharrell's forte you know this the four on the floor thing um and uh so i was here and i was kind of just had a studio and was more doing a little more production and stuff and i got so many like young producers that i would meet that would be like that album changed my life you know like i, I heard that so many times you know mm-hmm. um and it's it's interesting because i it changed my life too. You know, these people would be like, that album changed my life. And I'd be like, it changed my life. Like it, it completely changed my life. And even some days I do still like, I'm, I'm a bit like you where I go, but I know I have played on it and stuff, but I do still go back to it and go, it's, it's just, it's a genius album, you know, mm-hmm. and it's genius from the writing side, you know, like it's, it's phenomenal. And I think what happened was just the stars aligned on that really well, where it just has this, you know, it was a bunch of guys. So Pharrell and Chad were obviously uh, well on their way up the ladder. You know what I mean? But it was a bunch of guys really wanting to make a statement of being different, you know? and but it's, it's
0: one of those albums that, to me, was kind of so different at the time that even now, you know, like 15 years on, 15 years is a long time. And, and music, especially the last kind of 20 years, I guess, dates quite a lot but mm-hmm. that album you listen to it and it still sounds kind of quite fresh the production's still I, it, so good it's still you know i agree, it, i agree right you, I, can, you yeah, can pick I, most of those tracks now and release them as a single and they would still work i think in most it, cases it, it,
1: i think in most cases it would i mean it'd be interesting if you know you erased you know erased that album you know from from our psyches you know and 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 put Rockstar out as a as a single again you'd be like yeah it would probably they would probably do the same thing you know
0: yeah, yeah sure. it, you say rockstar you know I was watching some random tv the other day on um on iPlayer that we have you know I'm in Finland but I still watch kind of UK tv so I watch like BBC occasionally mm-hmm. and there was a, a promo for some random show and yeah in the background you, you know you still hear rockstar it still kind of of pops up here and there those kind of tracks and even even now when you know you guys do them at festivals and at gigs people still go nuts for those tracks i
1: I know i still
0: see people out there singing those songs
1: word for word it's crazy coming to coming to the you know the gigs with the brain you know trucker hats and stuff i'm like i lost my one yeah i know i kept mine i I, I, I kept one i got from when i was on tour i'm always like i always keep it up with in my closet, there as the memory memories, you know, the old trucker hats.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think before we started recording, I was saying um while well, well, we were recording. I remember now um when I went back to my mum's house in the summer and went up in the loft and was digging through all the all the stuff up there. And you know, there's like a big framed NERD CDs that I've got and all the old mm-hmm. CDs and boxes and and yeah, there was like a, a an NERD basketball shirt I think from like. Two thousand three, maybe or something. Oh, oh one um, of those little uh, blow up, the
1: little basketball.
0: No, was, like an actual top. Like
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a black one,
0: one with the logos on, and yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I'd forgotten I even owned it, and it was, you know, it's well over ten years old now. And it's just random stuff like that that kind of crops up.
1: Yeah, it's really fun because our tour manager Philip, he, he, who was, he would always design all these funky, all these shirts, and I, I always look back. They're such fun, cool. He wasn't you know he wasn't even a designer he just did it for us mm-hmm. and it's like always came up with the coolest ideas and stuff for that
0: and those things are still you know it's still collectible now if you go on you know the the forum you know, the bake forums and bbc forums obviously you know with pharrell's kind of links there and stuff mm-hmm. especially those kind of og trucker hats and stuff people are still yes yeah. you know i i'd pay big money for them right now yeah if I yeah could, you know, if i could go and find one
1: I think I heard a rumor that I don't know if this is true, but I think Chad needed a hat one day at the studio, and the he had, there was a few gold albums that were first first made, and they they made the album with the hat inside the album. So the the gold albums like, like my gold albums right there, right? It yeah. Just just has you know just a plain old like gold record in it, but the first ones that they did, first few were had a hat inside him. So it had a bubble and then the hat inside of him. And the rumor is, is that Chad needed a hat one day at the studio. So opened up the
0: album. and took <laughs> that the hat. As you do.
1: I don't, I don't know if it's true. Next time I see Chad, I just remember, I can't, I keep on forgetting to ask him, but next time I see him, I got to ask him if that's true.
0: <laughs> I guess when it's, when it's your record that you've made and you know, yeah. you can kind of get away with it, I
1: guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious, man.
0: So, Um, right. What other questions did I have? Um, there were some questions. I think I've covered some of them from some of the guys from, um, the bake talk, um, group Mm -hmm. on Facebook and, uh, the neptunes.org, um, site and Facebook group. I think we're actually chatting to Mika at some point soon from neptunes.org. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, some of those guys kind of posed a few questions and I think we covered most of them, but a couple were, um, what's your funny, if you have one, funniest and most enjoyable moment when on tour with um, with Spy Mob, N.E.R.D. or Pharrell? If there's anything you can pick.
1: Um, Gosh, I think, you know what, dude? I think some of the, as I can think of, there's so there's so, I guess most enjoyable moments. I mean they're all pretty funny, but they're internally funny. Like our tour manager Philip, you know, had one bad ear, so he was our tour manager supposed to get us going in the morning. Would always fall asleep on his one good ear, and we'd have to wake him up and break into his hotel. You know, there's those kind of just goofy little internal things. But like, there's so much exciting stuff with Pharrell, and you know, like. Seeing Pharrell get on stage and like, like, seeing his like body language and his excitement when it when you know when we did the girl tour and it was his first, you know, it was the Pharrell tour. It was like his first tour, and just seeing that like, you never forget like some of that stuff. The this dude you've been working with, and you know, you kind of feel like you've been a part, you've been a part of this thing, and you see it all of a sudden just come to this extreme highlight is just really emotionally it's really so satisfying you know and like doing like glass where we we you know that's we ran freedom twice at the end and just everybody like freaking out and you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's just like that's like that's the stuff you remember it's just being up on that stage and going like oh my gosh this is like history you know and they, you know and then people talk about it and then people use it like talk to you know teachers who bring that video into class and talk about it as you know a subject and like that's just those are the memories for me you know what i mean that's what really gets me i guess
0: and going back kind of slightly um were you surprised at how much you know happy and and freedom and these kind of tracks kind of especially happy i guess kind of you know blew up at that time were you surprised at really how big it went
1: yeah i mean Yes and no. You know, um, it's like a song. Like okay, a song like "Happy" is is prime to be a massive song like that because if you if if you think about it, like record companies kind of record companies are definitely going to play it a little safe, right? So you know, when "Happy" was made, it's probably kind of still towards the tail end of four on the floor, one twenty six BPM. You know, boom, boom, boom. You know the and and it's not that (laughs) at all you know it's 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 a it's a it's a song that you know starts with a it's a it's in f you know it starts with an f7 chord which is you know it's a kind of like a blues progression chord you know what i mean and it's got this really pretty chord it goes to in the chorus so it kind of goes out of key for a second um it's it's so that being said, you kind of go, gosh, it's, that's going to be a tough one to push through because the record companies just hear it as something so different. It's a risk. Right. But when, when you put, when you take a song, that's as special as that and push through and push past the risk, it's, if if you make it, it always kind of does its big thing. Right. So it's like someone like Adele coming out and she just does her own thing. It's different. She sounds different and well look at her you know what i mean like she's look at how much album she's selling she's killing the game and she did it her way you know so you kind of go like could would we have thought adele would push through you know a lot of record execs would say no because they want to shove everything down the same you know uh formulaic thing that's working on the radio at the time but when you shove past that if you get lucky you you blow up you know and it can blow up bigger you just you have to have something that different to get to that scale is the thing so there's always that risk reward thing you know
0: but it wasn't wasn't just luck though you know it's hard work on your part you, for everyone's part because you know i've seen a few interviews with him where he said you know happy was what like the eighth or tenth kind of version yeah. or iteration of a kind of a track that they were looking for that you went to the label and people with. And each time they kind of turned it back and were like, eh, that's not quite right, not quite right. And then mm-hmm. it took like eight or ten attempts or whatever to kind of eventually get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't want to say it's all luck, you know what I mean? But it's it, it's just and I think it's a lot of it for else for else good at, you know, he believes if he really believes in something, he he believes in it and he'll push for it. You know what I mean? So I think I think so much of the success of that. I don't know this personally, but I'd imagine, you know, in his talks with the record companies and whatnot, so much of the success of that was, you know, his push and like, trust me, I believe in this one, you know, and, and it worked obviously, you know? Yeah. So.
0: But I guess it's testament to kind of his ethos and his hard work as well, where I'd imagine, you know, when you, before track number 10, let's say number 10, which was happy, I'd imagine at least, a couple of those were at least fairly decent let's say and you know they probably would have let it pass and go through but somebody has said something or he hasn't been quite happy with it and he's gone back and redone stuff and changed mm. it and rewritten things and taken kind of all those attempts and all that time to actually get to that level and get that track exactly as he wants it yeah yeah i
1: mean just a, a part of his you know again a part of his genius right to just continually search and search and search for what the meaning of that track is, which is, you know, it's relates to the despicable me, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. to, um, the guy, you know, what's his name? Can't remember Gru. the guys, you know? You yeah, yeah. 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 Grew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause relating to him, you know what I mean? It's just his Pharrell's hard work and, and really fighting, fighting, fighting to make sure that feels right to that song. And he did it, you know?
0: Well, yeah. 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 I think everyone around the world has probably heard that track a hundred times and right. everyone still kind of loves it. You know, I still hear that track most days, listening to music. I've got a five-year-old son who still wants to sit there and watch the videos and sing along to it. And mm-hmm. it, he's, a straight, he's a massive like Pharrell fan as well. And he's five and we get to a point now where I can say, put a track on the TV and do you know who made this? And he'll sit there and listen and he'll be like, that's a Pharrell one.
1: Mm-hmm. it's like yeah well done yeah it, it, it's funny right like yeah for that's it's one thing pharrell really he's got that sound you know he's really got that sound he doesn't he doesn't quantize a lot of instruments he, so so you know just like you hear when you would hear old old bands and you couldn't quantize you know like you they play the way they play you know like things don't get fixed like you kind of go, oh, that just sounds like that drummer's feel or that sounds like that, that drummer's feel. That's kind of the way it is with Pharrell is like he just has a certain feel, you know, and it, it feels good, you know, like it, he's he's got it in his blood. So he doesn't use the computer to fix everything that is, you know, uh, not machine like, you know, which which a lot of people do. It just sounds one track sounds like the next track. You can't tell yeah. what producer did it. That's the reason that Pharrell you can tell is he he leaves he he leaves his feel on there no matter what.
0: Yeah, I guess even even as the sounds have changed over the years, you, know, you can still hear a Neptune's track from like 0102, and it's got that distinctive sound, and you got a Neptune's track. And yeah. then up, up to now, you know, you you hear anything that he's working on at the moment, and you can you can generally you know things have diversified a bit, and they're a bit different, but you can kind of go. I think that's a frail track, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all in the feel, really. It, it would
1: it, whatever sound he's using, you know, like a Rhodes or piano, a crazy synth, you know, whatever whatever he's using, it's 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 really that I equate that to his feel, just his his the way he plays, you know? Yeah. So
0: yeah. Okay. Um I think oh no we had a we had a spy mob question as well actually um mm-hmm. I did actually see the guys they posted something on Facebook a little while back it was probably might have been like December kind of time and they were there they was getting together for for a gig or a show or something and mm-hmm. posted that you weren't there that you were away with a certain somebody who was quite popular at the time mm-hmm. um do you think you know will, will there be any work with spy mob in the future will you guys kind of do some bits together, perhaps, or I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we we've all kind of moved on
1: to you know families and stuff. I just I, I talk to the guys, you know, still pretty regularly and stuff. Um, I don't think we'll do another album or anything. I think I think if there's you know any reunion things if, if 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 any of it happens with any who knows you know you never know what could happen with that i'm 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 sure everybody you know i know for a fact everyone would be like hell yeah let's go do some shows you know so i mean hopefully something like that will happen you never know what's in the books you know but i don't think as far as spy mob stuff i don't think there will be any reunion things or anything
0: like that it disappointed a lot of people i think saying that
1: oh man i mean (laughs) i don't think so you know who knows i i would never i would never count it out but and i would i wouldn't be opposed to it but you know
0: well, those online petitions that everyone does nowadays might uh might get it going
1: yeah okay (laughs) listen there's a there's a few that there's a few of those uh, those uh tracks that are unfinished that i would i wouldn't mind seeing having see the light of day too you know so John was John the singer and he was, was such an incredible writer. So there's, there's, there's a little stack of tracks there, that beautiful songs, you know, that I'd love to see finished.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's obviously spy mobs not happening. So what, uh, <laughs> so now you've got, I, I guess, kind of a, a little bit of downtime where you're not, jetting around the world constantly what's kind of going on in life at the moment is there anything you're working on at the moment you can kind of talk about or tell us about or you know just a just a lot of a lot of pharrell stuff
1: you know we're still we're still um i still get in the studio with him as he's working with other artists and things you know you know for like that hasn't changed for him you know he's still working with all the great artists out there and new artists that he loves and stuff like that so still doing a lot of that and for me, on uh, just doing a lot of education kind of stuff with music education, and we'll have to, like I was saying before the interview, I'll have to get back with you when we when we get our soft launch going and kind of give you a full overview of all of it. But that's really that's really some exciting stuff, and it's really exciting to be working on some that are what I think is going to be really revolutionary revolutionary music education, so really accessible for young kids. So. That's kind of it. That's kind of my life right now.
0: <laughs> you're like, you're 20 years too late. I wish that's what I had, you know, as a kid.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, right. when, I, when I kind
0: of learned music as a kid at school, I hated it. It was boring, and and yeah. I'm I'm not, like, musically talented in any way whatsoever. can't play an instrument, can't hold a note, can't do anything. Yeah. I, I wish we kind of had a lot of this kind of stuff back then. I'm, now I'm really sounding old, but... Uh, uh,
1: I do too. I mean, that's, that's where, that's where the idea came out of and, you know, being I'm, I'm in the industry and I can get access to a lot of education from producers and things like that. And artists, like, I just thought it's time to make that change. So, so hopefully, hopefully this all goes off good. I'll I'll definitely get you, you know, get you a 411 on it once we get it out and it's really exciting. Can't wait. For to sure. Definitely. It.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing more about it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so no more kind of touring coming up or do you have kind of intermittent shows every now and again, or, yeah, you know, we don't have anything on the books right now. So I don't, I don't know exactly
1: what's happening with that. You know, we, 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 we have a you know a shared calendar that pops up and says we, we're going to have some shows such and such dates. So there's, there's nothing on the books right now, but you know, Pharrell's, you know, super busy with all kinds of different stuff. So, you know, We'll see what happens. I I wouldn't be surprised if we get out and do some festivals this year again. You know, not not really quite sure though. I haven't honestly haven't really heard anything. It's kind of driving me as crazy as I'm sure it's driving everybody else. Because I'm like, what are we doing? Are we gonna jump on the road? Not What's going know, on? Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, not no, no idea just yet, man. I wish I wish I had the news. Trust me.
0: Well, hopefully, we'll see you back here in Finland at some point in the uh, in the near future. I missed you last year. In fact, you were uh, you did Ruiz Rocks, I think. Oh, okay, last yes. Summer. That's right. And yeah, yeah and I, I didn't get to I didn't get to go. I haven't seen I haven't seen Pharrell well, any of the recent stuff. In fact, it's like uh, my my fun fact that I tell people is yeah, I think I've seen that, like Pharrell live like 13 times. Dang. And probably, so your, no probably yourself, maybe like. I don't know, four or five times back in the early yeah. days like when you're yeah. in London and stuff quite a bit. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't been for like quite a long time. I haven't seen any of the new album live apart from obviously watching it on TV and stuff like yeah. that. So so yeah, I'm hoping you guys kind of come back over this way um, at some point soon so so I can see some of those tracks live.
1: I hope we do too, man. I love, I we, playing overseas is really a blast, dude. Playing the festivals is a blast. And, and it's been fun. This whole, this last NERD thing we did with the girl tour, it's fun because it's just like a greatest hits almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All the, you know, it's not like a normal greatest hits show. It's like this is a greatest hits of all Pharrell and Neptune songs, man. So it's, it's a blast, man, honestly. And, overseas especially everybody just knows like every lyric you know so it's it's fun man it's really a fun show to play
0: well yeah well like i say hopefully we'll see you soon and if you are back over this way then i, I at least owe you a are you a beer or two or something no will take you up on that one man definitely <laughs> all right cool well um i think that's pretty much everything i had to be honest um awesome. unless there's anything else you want to You want to plug promote or let's do the plug promote. I'm going to do the plug promote with
1: you. We're going to, we're going to follow up with this in, and probably in April. So let's, let's definitely do a follow-up for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll,
1: I'll have a good plug promote for you at that point. It's really some really fun stuff with the education.
0: Nice. That sounds really good. And by then, hopefully we'll both have like work out how to use Google Hangouts properly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get this shit together for once. You know?
1: Know. It took us 10 minutes to get it, but
0: yeah, we got it. So. We got there in the end. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. wasn't too yeah. bad. Yeah. Okay, man. Well I think that's pretty cool. much everything. So um cool. again Sounds like you sure. know really appreciate you uh you know dialing in, spending some time chatting and stuff. Um like I said I I'm a big fan so I love like you know hearing all this stuff. And there's a lot of people out there that um that love all these kind of discussions anecdotes and mm-hmm. hearing kind of what goes on behind the scenes with you know with the musicians and producers and stuff like that so mm-hmm. really really appreciate it it's, it's been really good talking to you so no problem. yeah thanks, thanks very dude. much cool thanks for having me man appreciate it appreciate pleasure it. is all mine cool man uh-huh.